to share the word. Uh, can we give a hand to all of our surf team members, our worship team, the cafe team, all the ushers, and those of you behind that black wall? I see you. See you behind the black wall. Thank you for serving and all our camera as well. So, so grateful for each of you making it conducive for us each week to worship together. Uh, and also, of course, we want to welcome those of you who are here for the very first time. If you are new here, a big warm welcome to you. Just want to let you know that if this is your first time here, we have been pre- praying and preparing for you to be here. All right, so uh, welcome. And this is the time of the year. We are two days away from Christmas. And this is the time where uh, Mariah Carey defrosted and she comes back out and she starts singing. And then sometimes we hear this song as well. It's the most wonderful time, that song of the year. And we hear this song going around everywhere. And the question I ask myself is, as I'm listening to this, it sounds great, the lights are great, everything is good. But is it really the most wonderful time of the year? Because some of us, maybe during this period, you're actually going through a lot. Some of you may be struggling through a very difficult season. Some of you may be feeling the most stressful in your life right now. And, but as we dig deeper into this, we want to find out what is the reason for this season, the season of giving. And for us as believers, this is the time that we celebrate Christ, that He, Christ, was born. Because He is the greatest gift. And isn't it amazing that after thousands of years, literally thousands of years, we're still coming together to remember the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The songs talk about Him, the carols we sang earlier, all of it point towards the arrival of Jesus. And usually uh, at the start of November or maybe towards the end of November, all the lights will go up in the malls, the streets, there'll be Christmas markets popping up uh, at different places and you will see uh, different markets, if you've been to different Christmas markets, they actually sell this thing called the nativity scene where you would see like this scene depicting Jesus Christ as a baby in a manger, and then with like Mary and Joseph, and then if it's a bit more atas, they'll add some animals, a bit more atas, you add more shepherds and wise men and, and different things in there. But as we look at this, this scene, right, there's actually so much more to it than what meets the eye. There's a lot more going on than just what you see on the surface of all these people gathering around this baby in a man- manger. And on one hand, it actually looks quite unusual, a bit unusual because why? First is you see a baby resting in a manger in a stable with animals. Uh, that's the last thing you'll think about when it comes to animals. Have you, have you actually been to a zoo? Have you been near animals? I recently took my family overseas for vacation and we, we went to an animal farm. Before we even saw the animals, we could smell them already. Before you even see them, you, you could smell the, 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 the whole the, the smell coming from uh, within. And the animals pee and poop all over the area as you walk around. And honestly, it's, the, it's not the most hygienic place to be at. And the last thing you will see amongst animal livestock is a baby, a newborn human baby in their midst. Yet history tells us that in this humble setting, Jesus Christ the Savior was born. So as you dig deeper into the birth story of Jesus, you begin to uncover so much more than just this scene that you see at Christmas markets or a song that you hear at a mall. And the question I want all of us to ask ourselves today is, why was Christ born? Why was Christ born? What was it about this person that has left such a mark in history that even till today we are still remembering why he was born? So let's take a moment to step back into history 
and read about what happened in the book of Luke. In the book of Luke, uh, chapter 2, verse 8, it says here, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Verse 10, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. See, the story unfolds in this very interesting manner. The birth of Jesus Christ was revealed first to shepherds in the middle of the night at some open field somewhere. And so what is this good news and great joy that surrounds the birth of this baby called Jesus? What is the purpose that Christ was born? What is the true reason that we celebrate this season? And can I just suggest to you that the reason is this, Christ was born to save humankind. Christ was born to save humankind. And this is a big idea for the message today. So allow me to unpack more by sharing three ways by which the birth of Christ saves us. See, the first thing about Christ is this. Christ was born to rescue all people. Christ was born to rescue all people. We see in verse 10, it says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. You would think that the Son of God or this Savior of the world will come for only certain kinds of people, certain groups of people, maybe those in the high sass or those in the high leadership, royalty, governments, presidents, kings, maybe those who are very religious and pious, whole life live in a monastery. But it says here, for all people. For all people. It's interesting that the angel of God appeared first to shepherds of all people. Why not a grand entry or like a red carpet from heaven or um, you know, a, a, a royal ceremony to mark the arrival of the Savior of the world? Why not all these grand things for someone who's going to be the Son of God, the Savior of this world? So, well, shepherds in that day were regarded lower in society. They had to work out in the fields and were actually considered peasants, unlike those in power and privilege. See, these shepherds were definitely not part of the family involved in the birth of Christ. They were considered outsiders. In other words, these shepherds would seem to be unqualified or the very last person that you would think of to receive such good news about the Savior of the world and let alone see Him personally. See, these very people that were deemed unqualified by others were the very ones that God chose to reveal the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ. They were invited into the arrival and celebration of the birth of His Son. So what does this tell us about God? See, it tells us that this whole great joy, good news, is about a God who extends His love for all people. He's not a God that only cares for certain groups of people, but rather He's a God that loves the world, all kinds of people. See, some of us, we may be feeling unqualified and maybe we feel like we are the last person that God would actually think about or care for or love for. 
See, if you, if some of you might be thinking, if you knew my past, if you knew what I did, or you knew what happened in my life, if you knew what kind of person I am, why would God even think about me? Why would God even bother about someone like me? Why would He even bother? See, friends, this is the good news, and this is the great joy for all people. Regardless of your past, or what you've done, or who you think you are today, God loves you, and Jesus Christ was born to rescue all people. See, all people. Regardless of your past, regardless of anything that you've done. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Which means that if you're in this world right now, then you're qualified. You're more than qualified to receive God's love for you. And all you need to simply do is to believe in Him. So whatever you're going through in your life right now, whatever your past may be, God wants you to experience His love. He wants to rescue you and give you great joy. It's not about how well we are doing in life or how morally right we've been living our lives, not hurting other people, but it's about experiencing that great joy that is not based on circumstances or in the seasons or stages of life that we go through. See, friends, happiness, right? This concept of happiness is, is all about happenings. Like when someone gives me something nice, you know, or someone says something sweet to me, to us, we're happy for that moment. But happiness cannot last without happenings. It's helped by happenings. For example, my son was very happy when I got him an Avengers toy. But the happiness didn't last when we walked into the toy store and straight away he wanted a uh, Super Mario. It didn't last at all. The happiness was just for a short moment. But joy, on the other hand, is from the inside. It's given by God and not something incidental or accidental. And I'm so grateful that we have a God that wants to give us great joy. See, He gave His Son to rescue all people and to give us great joy. So what is He rescuing us, rescuing us from? He's rescuing us from this thing called sin. The Bible says in Romans 6 verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin is basically missing the mark. And that's the bad news. We all have made wrong choices and done stuff that we are not proud of. And more importantly, we have sinned against God. And this sin is what separates us from God. Our humankind is broken because of sin. And as we look into our world today, we see the problem of sin, the effect of sin more than ever. Just look around our live lobbies, you see, hey, you know, warn you of scam, of lies, of different things. More lies, more scams, more division, more violence, more conflicts, more wars, more everything that's happening is the effect of sin. And the horrible thing is that this sin ultimately leads to death. That is eternal death and separation from God. The worst news is that we are, we are unable to save ourselves. And some of us have probably tried different ways and means to find, you know, to, to save ourselves, whether it's to find different purpose, different acceptance, finding uh, love here at different places or different persons. We've tried to fix the brokenness inside only to find out that there's still something missing. There's still a missing piece inside of us. See, a broken watch can never fix itself. Only the one who designed and made it is able to fix it. 
In the same way, Christ was born to rescue all people. Christ himself has the ability and power to rescue us from sin and death, and more than that, to give us life, not just any life, but eternal life and life abundantly today. See, the word life represents a flourishing life both in the physical and in the spiritual as well. Friends, this is the good news of great joy that God wants all of us to have, to be rescued from sin and shame, from our past, from guilt, and to fix the brokenness in our humanity. That's why Christ was born, to save humankind. The second thing about why Christ was born was to relate with us. Christ was born to relate with us. We see in verse 11, it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swelling cloths and lying in a manger. Instead, you see, instead of Christ coming, arriving and appearing with an army from heaven, with all the angels that can be the heavenly hosts, he could have done this easily. Christ was born as a baby. Jesus, who is fully God, came as a baby wrapped in flesh. I want us to think about that for just a moment. God chose to bring His Son, who is divine, into this world as a baby. Not as anything else, but as a baby. And we sing Christmas carols like Away in a Manger or Silent Night. Have you seen parents with a baby? Maybe had the opportunity to see, take care of one. No baby is silent. There's no such thing as Silent Night with a baby around. And my wife just recently gave birth just about a month ago. Our baby, our baby girl came into this world and it was nothing but a silent night for us. It hasn't been silent for us since five years ago when the first shower came out. But it's okay. I enjoy the noise. I enjoy the noise. Pastor Joey as well. See, Jesus was born into this world just like a baby, just like any one of us, every one of us. Picture this, this, this helpless human being as a baby. This baby that had to have his diapers changed. He had to be fed every couple of hours as a baby. He had to be carried around, had to, had to be bathed. and he, has to be, he was just as vulnerable as any of us. He had to experience playing with other kids as a child growing up. He had to go through puberty. He had to go through all the emotions that, he, that we have as well. See, the truth is this. Jesus could have simply appeared in a bang. But instead, he chose to come as a baby wrapped in cloths and grew up just like any one of us. And this is why Christ is able to relate to us. He's not a distant or far away God. He is not a prince sitting on this throne that is in the heaven far, far away and that has no idea what's going on in your life. He is the one who understands because he's been through it just like you and I. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. The Bible says he experienced the same things we have experienced. Challenges, pain, agony, grief, good, bad, and all the ugly. And maybe some of us, we have experienced pain and grief of losing a loved one. Maybe others, you have felt injustice and anger of being betrayed or backstabbed. And some of us, maybe we have struggled with major disappointments or depression while others are going through this season of extreme loneliness. Friends, Jesus understands. He understands because He Himself, He has lost loved ones. The Bible says in John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept when Lazarus died. 
He has felt anger. He has felt sadness. He has felt grief. He's had one of his even closest friends, closest guys, betray and backstab him. He was wrongly accused. He experienced loneliness and isolation. He was tortured even though he was innocent. See, Christ was born and he's able to empathize with our weaknesses. He's able to relate with us and more than that, he understands our pain. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, you have no idea. Lah. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what they did to me or what he said or she said. Lah. And you're right. I, I may not have any idea what you've gone through. I may not be able to relate to your pain. But Christ can and he does. And he relates and he empathizes with all that we're going through. See, Jesus is not far He's not forgetful, but rather He is near and He is here. The Bible says that Christ is also known as Emmanuel, God with us. So no matter what the circumstances may be, Christ understands and He's with you. You are not alone in this. See, Jesus, who is the Son of God, could have simply remained where He was in heaven. But Christ chose to save humankind by being born into this world. So Christ was first born to rescue all people and secondly, to relate to us. And finally, Christ was born to restore us to wholeness. See, He didn't just come to save us from sin. He came also to save us for something, to give us peace. Luke 2, verse 11 and 14 says, For unto you born this day the city of David, a saviour, who is Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom He is pleased. Christ was born to bring peace on earth. And maybe some of us will ask this question, is there really a way to experience peace in our world? Is there really any, any way to experience true peace with what we're going through today? How can anyone find peace in, in the climate that we're in today? There's so much fear and anxiety and so much to worry about. We might be worried about the future, about the instability in our world with all the different conflict and wars happening. And it appears that, <coughs> sorry, it, it appears that as we are living in this world, we still haven't learned our lesson after going through two world wars. Right now, today, we have more than 12,000 nuclear warheads available that can destroy us in a split second. There's a fear that anything can happen in our world today. And yet, locally, some of us, we are having this fear of uncertainty. What if the market crash? What if we lose our jobs? What if I can't even apply for a job? What about my relationships? What about the people around me? What if I get cancelled? What if someone doesn't like me? What? Everything is happening. People are so polarised today to the point that we don't even know what to think. And there's so much fear, there's so much tension, there's so much worry that's going on globally, locally, and internally, some of us, we're struggling with what we're carrying with our own lives. We have, we have some of us, we may be going through this time where we, are, we have this fear of losing our loved ones. Others, we're worried about health. Maybe you know of someone who's going through a very difficult time with their health. You're worried about them as well. And that's the amount of tension that we live in our world today with all that's happening externally and internally. No wonder we're feeling so overwhelmed. No wonder we're feeling so worried, so helpless. See, the truth is this, while we are in the pursuit of trying to find peace and security, 
we find ourselves even more unsettled and far from any form of peace or stability. But Christ was born to save us not only from sin, but also to save us so that we can experience peace and be restored to wholeness in God. See, the word peace used in the passage, passage earlier actually means more than just being quiet or still or have this state of being or mind. It actually represents the word wholeness or when all essential parts are joined together as a whole. See, peace is more than a concept or state of mind. Peace is a person. Peace is a person and His name is Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace and in other words, He's the giver of peace. So Jesus is the only one who has the power to make us whole again in God. John 14, 27 says this, Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus speaking. And my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, the peace that He gives is not a peace from war or conflict, but rather it's a peace that brings wholeness to our hearts, to our soul, to our being. A peace that holds true from the inside out. Even when things around us may be unsettling or in chaos, this peace that Jesus gives is different from what the world gives. The world promises a limited peace that leaks and it never truly brings peace to us. The truth is this, we can be so hyper-connected globally with access to information and all kinds of help available and still feel a lack of peace and wholeness because we're so disconnected from God. But Jesus gives a peace that brings wholeness to our lives. And this wholeness can only be found in God alone. A wholeness that comes from being restored to God in relationship. And today, He wants to give you this peace that defies any form of logic. A peace that brings you into full restoration with God. The Bible says in Philippians 4, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, even though there's so much going on in our world, in our lives, there's so much to be worried or concerned about, we still can face each day because the peace of God is above all understanding. It's guarding our hearts and our minds. And this wholeness is found in Him alone. See, in 2015, back in 2015, my father-in-law received a health report that he had this rare stage 3 cancer. And this cancer began to spread to part of his pancreas. It started infecting there. So he had to go for surgery to remove part of the pancreas. So he went through surgery. He went through different kinds of treatment. And after different scans, different reports, it revealed that the cancer actually spread and became stage 4. It became worse. Can you imagine the feeling of knowing this health report going through different treatment, going through different things. And yet, after going through like six months or so of different alternatives, of different treatment or surgery, you find out that it has just gotten worse. The kind of fear, the kind of uncertainty, the kind of stress and anxiety that he carries, not just with the person who is affected, but the families and friends as well. And so naturally, all of us were worried. All of us were worried for him, and we could tell that he was worried as well and uncertain about the future. But I remember... There was this period, I remember he sent a text 
to my wife and, and to her siblings. And he even said things like, oh, don't worry, you know, just let's prepare for the worst. Uh, you must take care of yourself. He started <laughs> saying all these things when a report came in to say that he might have less than one year left to live. Six to 12 months. And any normal person would find it difficult. Any normal human being would find it difficult to move in these situations. You feel stuck, you feel, you, you feel like you're, you're strangled, you, you're suffocating, you can't do anything. Yet, for my father-in-law in this situation, somehow, even though he was worried at the start, somehow, even though all these reports were coming out, somehow, he still had this peace in him. Somehow, he still had this peace over his life. After a while, he wasn't over-concerned. He wasn't flustered. He, he had a peace that seemed rather illogical. He was okay if he was to die and leave this earth because he knew that he would be with Jesus Christ. Yet at the same time, he did not give up on living each day because he, he continued to put his hope and trust in God to lead him. And the long story short, through much prayer, through much treatment and much surrender, my father-in-law's condition began to actually improve over time. One day, we came back with the report, his cancer marker slowly reduced and even the doctor himself was actually shocked at the results. See, at one point, we were receiving this news that he had less than a year left to live. But today, my father-in-law is actually cleared from any form of cancer and a living example of God's peace and power in the midst of pain and suffering. I'm not saying that this peace is automatically going to heal you. But this peace is going to heal you from the inside out. There's something about this peace that God has that's different from whatever else, whatever other things that we can experience. See, true peace is when we are restored to wholeness in God. True peace is not about finding the next thing or arriving at the next destination. Some of us were thinking about this next thing. Maybe if this next relationship, this next person, maybe if I swipe, maybe this, maybe this person is going to be the, that person. Or maybe this job is going to be that thing. Maybe it's always this next thing. And somehow we have this idea or misconception that peace is about arriving in some destination. But this peace that we are talking about is more than that. It's about your wholeness. It's about the brokenness that's inside of us that only Jesus can make us whole again in God. See, true peace is when we are restored to wholeness in God. Christ was born to restore us to wholeness in God. Friends, of all the things God could have done, of the many different ways and methods God could have used, God chose to send His Son Jesus to be born as a baby in a town called Bethlehem. And on the surface, it may seem like everything was wrong. What? Bethlehem? What? The God King come as a baby? What? In a stable? Not in some grand entry? It seems like everything is wrong. Wrong time. Wrong place. Wrong people. Like the shepherds being invited to usher in the birth of the Son of God. Yet all of this was actually part of God's plan to make us right with Him. God sent us the very person we needed most. See, if the issue was about money, He would have sent you a banker. If the issue was about all how we live today, you know, society, He would send you a politician. 
But it's none. It's not about finance. It's not about money. It's not about politics. It's about something deeper. And He sent us Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, who is able to save us from the inside out. Christ was born to rescue all people, to relate with us and to restore us to wholeness. Christ was born to save humankind. And He saved us by giving His life, dying on the cross for our sins, so that we can have life and and life to the full in Him. See, that's the reason why He was born. He was born so that He could die on our behalf to save us. So this indeed is the most wonderful time of the year. Because today, we are all in the right place, the right time for us to be made right with God. With all heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want to take a few moments to pray and give us an opportunity to respond to God. And I want to speak to two specific groups of people. The first group of people are those of us, maybe you've been battling with fear, worry. Maybe you're going through a very difficult time right now and you're feeling overwhelmed and helpless. And today as you're listening to my voice, you're saying, I need God's help. I need His intervention. I need need God's peace. I need His power and His healing over my life. If that is you, no one looking around, just on the count of three, just slip out your hands so I can see and I can pray with you. One, two, three. Just slip out your hands if you want prayer. Thank you. Thank you, I see the hand. Thank you. There's no one looking around. The second group of people that we would like to pray for, maybe you've heard about Jesus before, but you've never really had a relationship with God. Or maybe you once had a relationship with Him in the past, but stuff happened and grown far and disconnected from God. And today, God wants you to know that He's never moved And He's always been here for you. He's always been here for you to come back to Him. And if you are here and you want to receive this good news, this of of great joy and peace, you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be restored to Him. On the count of three, I encourage you, no one looking around, just quickly slip out your hands so that I can pray with you. One, Jesus loves you. Two, He was born into this world and He died simply for you. Three, if that is you and you say, I want to give my life to Jesus, no one looking around, just quickly slip out your hand so I can see and you can put it down. Church, can we all pray this aloud together? Maybe some of us are here. We never had the chance to do this before. But as a church, can I just encourage us to pray this together? Dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross. Today, I give you my life and I receive your forgiveness. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all rise to our feet if you're able to. And the team is going to lead us in this song.
And if you responded or you want to continue to respond, uh, if you lift up your hands earlier or you prayed that prayer for your first time, I want to encourage you as the team is leading us in this song, can you please just come to the front? We would love to pray with you personally. We just want to hear more from you and just take time to pray alongside with you. So whatever your need may be, whatever the situation you're going through, we want to pray for you. So as the team leads us, just come. Come to the front right now.